Hi, I'm Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. We are continuing our two-part series on a biblical response for when people let you down. If you're walking through a time of pain or hurt or rejection or loneliness, these truths can really help you walk through that with a heavenly perspective. If you're not walking through a time like that, tuck these truths away for the future because most of us will go through times when we feel others have let us down. Before we jump in, I wanted to remind you that there are only a few weeks left to register for our Set Apart Conference, which is the first weekend of June. We're almost full for the on-site event, but if you can't make to Colorado, join us via simulcast. You'll have access to the sessions for the whole rest of the year. It's a great way to share the Set Apart message with other women in your life. And you can go to setapartgirl.com and click on upcoming events to learn more or just click the link in this podcast description. Very excited for this year's conference. Our theme is Abiding in Christ. Let's dive into When People Let You Down. This is the second part of a series. So if you missed the first part, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that as well. I wanted to start with a a verse from 2 Timothy where Paul is talking about being let down by those closest to him. He said, no one stood with me, but all forsook me, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. This is very similar to Jesus' perspective just before his crucifixion. We talked about that verse last week where he said to his disciples, you will all leave me alone, but I am not alone because the Father is with me. Now, we often overlook this incredible truth. We feel like when people leave us alone, when people reject us, abandon us, or disregard us, we are sort of at rock bottom, and yet we don't realize that we have this incredible gift of the presence of God that will never leave us, that will never forsake us. There are a lot of different ways we can walk through times of feeling lonely or isolated from other people. I will never forget this one moment when Eric and I were sitting across the table from a well-known Christian leader, and we wanted to express some of the struggles that we had been facing in ministry because we had walked through some really intense spiritual battles, and they were battles that very few people in our lives could relate to. We didn't have a lot of people to share these things with, and we assumed that somebody else who was in Frontline's Christian ministry, just like we were, would somehow how understand what we were walking through, but she didn't. She listened to us kind of with an odd look on her face. And then suddenly she asked, do you think maybe you just have a martyr complex? And at that moment, I found myself grappling with another kind of loneliness than I had before. It was that loneliness of not feeling understood, not feeling like my most difficult struggles were being validated. And through the years, as I said in our last episode, I've discovered that no matter what kind of pain or hurt or loneliness I face, God's unchanging life-giving truth always offers the solution. That's not to say that human relationships are not meant to be part of the answer, but we need to begin with first things first. Any practical solution that we go after when it comes to trying to solve the issue of loneliness or isolation or pain or hurt, maybe we're looking at building deeper and better and stronger human relationships or reaching out to other people more. This can all be very healthy, but all of those steps should be an outflow of the most important relationship of all, which is our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to look at how we can apply that truth to a couple of the most common kinds of pain and hurt and loneliness that we face and look at the biblical answers God has for those things. And the first struggle is when others don't understand you. Now, this isn't really a purposeful attempt to hurt you. This is just a 
total insensitivity to what you're going through, where they just look at you kind of like, okay, I don't get what you're saying, or I don't understand your life. And that can be a very lonely feeling. It can be a very hurtful feeling. It's it's something that hits me quite often because my life is pretty unusual. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense to other people. Even people close to me don't always relate to the pressures and the responsibilities that come with my roles as a mother of six, an adoptive parent, a ministry leader, the wife of a pastor, etc. And a number of years ago, when I was just wishing I had someone to process my struggles with, someone who would really understand me and empathize and relate to what I was going through, I looked around and outside of Eric, I didn't have that person. I I could process with him, but I really wanted someone that was completely outside the situation to offer heavenly perspective. And that person just wasn't there. I came across this statement in one of Amy Carmichael's books that shifted my perspective. She talked about a private personal struggle and she said, I am dispirited. I cannot speak to anyone of the cause. It is private. And God's answer was, I heard thee in the secret place of the storm. In the secret place among the unspoken things, there I am. This idea of meeting with God in the secret place is all throughout scripture, and we've explored that in other podcasts. Psalm 91.1 says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And Jesus says in Matthew 6, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It is an amazing gift from God to have friends that we can process with, that we can share our struggles with, people who can really empathize and understand our pain and relate to the journey that that we're walking through. But sometimes in our desire to be heard and understood by others, we miss this incredible joy and privilege of meeting with God in that secret place, that private place in the soul where only he can comfort and only he can understand. Even when nobody else in the world can understand us or offer anything helpful, he knows, he hears, and he is waiting to meet us there in that beautiful secret place. He is the all-sufficient one and the God of all comfort, and his help is far superior than the help of men. It says that in Psalm 108, 12. If you don't feel like people can relate to your struggles, it's a great idea to bring that request before God and ask him to bring you trusted Christ-centered friends. He loves to answer that prayer, and I've seen him answer that prayer in my life many times. But in the meantime, when you feel isolated, when you feel misunderstood, or when you don't feel there's anyone you can process with, remember, he is waiting to meet you in that secret place. And the Bible tells us we can pour out our heart to him, we can cast our cares upon him, and we can lay our burdens at his feet. Even in times when we have plenty of trusted, godly, amazing friendships in our lives, we shouldn't neglect meeting him in that secret place. Because as wonderful as human empathy is, it cannot compare to the incredible joy of being known and understood and loved by the King of all kings. As it says in Psalm 73, 25, whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth I desire besides you. Our desire for him should surpass any other longing of our heart. Another struggle that we often go through when others let us down is when we are isolated from other people. And a lot of times, again, it's not a purposeful isolation. People aren't trying to exclude us. It just happens because of insensitivity, or maybe it happens because we've been overlooked by people. 
or it just could be life circumstances. Sometimes God actually allows us to be isolated from other people for a season. Being alone can be extremely difficult, but it also presents an amazing opportunity for spiritual growth where distractions are removed and we can focus completely on deepening our most important relationship of all which is that relationship with Jesus Christ. If we allow God to use those seasons of aloneness to deepen our understanding of him, to deepen our relationship with him, it can be an amazing preparation for what God has for us in the future. We think about the Apostle Paul when he was first called into ministry. God led him to spend several years in a lonely, out-of-the-way place, not really engaging with other people, and this was preparation for the enormous responsibility of building the early church. You can read about that in Galatians 1.17. And before Moses was really ready to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, he spent decades in a remote part of the desert, isolated from his people, isolated from almost everyone. Both of these men needed that undistracted season of being alone with God so that they could truly prepare for the incredible spiritual weight that they would be carrying in the future. Elizabeth Elliot once made the statement, loneliness is a required course for leadership. And you see that in the life of Paul and of Moses. And I certainly have found that to be true in my own life. During the time that I shared about in our last episode, when it seemed like Eric and I had very few true friends, I began to see how God was using that time of being isolated and lonely to really prepare us for spiritual leadership. My pain and my loneliness in that time provided an incredible opportunity to learn how to stand strong in my convictions, regardless of whether other people stood with me and supported me or not. We went through false accusation and criticism and the disregard of people who felt that our message of complete surrender to Christ was too extreme. And that reminded us that being reviled for the sake of the gospel is an honor and a privilege. Jesus said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And that's a truth that very few of us actually grasp. God used that season of my life to teach Eric and I how to stand firmly for truth, whether we were being applauded or rejected. And then years later, when our discipleship ministry truly began, I saw the brilliance of God in walking us through that lonely season. When you are isolated or separated from other people for a season, whether that's because you've been overlooked and, and abandoned or simply because of your life circumstances, ask God to use that loneliness to deepen your understanding of who he is and prepare you to stand boldly for his truth, even if you are the only one standing. And remember, God does not intend to keep you isolated forever. In God's perfect timing, he put Paul into a position of leading churches and proclaiming the, the gospel, and he was surrounded by loving brothers and sisters in Christ for most of his ministry, even though he did go through times of loneliness even after his ministry began. But he had really beautiful relationships with those in the early church. He also built Moses into a respected leader of a huge nation as it was forming. God promises to take our pain and our sorrow and create beauty from ashes when we trust him. It says that in Isaiah 61, 3. In my own life, I saw this principle proven true as his amazing redemption and restoration flowed out of that season of loneliness and isolation that I walked through prior to us starting Ellerslie. One of our prayers in that time was for loyal partners in the gospel and a strong community of like-minded believers to surround us. In light of the isolation and rejection we were walking through, this felt like a nearly impossible prayer. And yet he answered that desire exceedingly abundantly beyond anything we could have hoped for. 
It wasn't but a couple of years later that I sat in our Ellerslie Chapel during a worship service, and I just looked around at the hundreds of genuine, passionate, loyal, like-minded believers that God had brought to us from all around the world. He had created beauty from ashes. He had answered the prayer, the cry of our heart for like-minded brothers and sisters in Christ. And he can do the same for you. We serve a God who loves to do beyond all that we could ask or think. But meanwhile, don't become discontent and frustrated. Learn how to use those lonely seasons to press deeper into him. I want to finish with just offering a few practical ways that you can press into him during a season of loneliness or pain. First, find a quiet place to be with him, even if that means going into a closet or even the corner of a dorm room with your headphones and worship music on. Find that place where you can really tune out distractions and focus on him. Silence all noises and distractions as much as possible. That means your devices, your dings, the things that that vie for your attention when you're attempting to spend time with Jesus. If you can't get away from distractions, like you're a mom with young children who constantly need you, be purposeful to quiet your heart and quiet your mind and focus on him even while you are serving your family. Amy Carmichael said the spirit can sit at the master's feet while the hands are busy serving others. And I love that picture because so often we think, well, I'm my family needs me right now. Therefore, I can't spend time with Christ. But in the quietness of your heart, even as you are serving your family, you can call out to him journal your prayers pour out your heart to him I love to write my journal entries as they are prayers to him and that allows me to get very detailed of my struggles my fears my hopes my dreams the things that I am asking him for it it just allows me to express my prayers in a more personal way when I write them down and that's something that works for me but journaling your prayers is just a great thing to try if you're having a hard time articulating the cry of your heart just in your own heart and mind practice running to Jesus in that secret place the very moment something difficult happens no matter how small it is when something happens that jars you when somebody says something to you that takes you off guard where do you turn do you go to emotional venting on social media or find somebody that you immediately have to just dump your frustrations out on or do you run to Jesus Christ in that moment even if you don't have time to sit down and pray or journal right when that difficult thing happens in the quietness of your heart you can call out to him I love what Amy Carmichael says about this. Our Lord is not just present, but nearer than the thought can imagine so that even a whisper can reach him. I love that. And then she goes on to say that anyone who is under trial, give him time to steep the soul in his eternal truth. Go with God into the open air. Look up into the depths of the sky or out upon the wilderness of the sea or in the strength of the hills. That is his also. Or if you are bound in the body, go forth in spirit. Spirit is not bound. Give him time. And as surely as dawn follows night, there will break upon the heart a sense of certainty that cannot be shaken. Amy Carmichael can write about that from her own personal experience because she was bedridden for the last 20 years of her life. And yet she discovered through that time that Jesus was enough. My final reminder for you in this episode is that in any struggle you may be facing, running to him and not away from him is always the solution. He has everything we need. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into what it means to live a set-apart life, please visit our website at setapartgirl.com and see the many resources that we have for you there. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.